teaching me algebra. Yes, I understand. And I promise you, we have all done that, okay? And most of you, I'm saying most of you because some of you don't have extracurricular activities. I know I do. Um, like um, dancing, singing, cooking. You might cook, like have a cooking club at your school. I don't know. I do, right? Oh, she does gymnastics. Great. <laughs> um, and so when you watch that one person hit like the perfect note, like <laughs> something like that, you know? Like just the highest note in the entire world. It's frustrating that you can't do that, right? And um, that one person in your cooking club or class or whatever, like, make the most perfect cake recipe, and yours is, like, a burnt, like, burnt sienna color, you know? They make the most perfect, like, angel cake, and then you're over here, like, mm -mm. <laughs> And um, then you start to compare yourself to them, right? Say, I'm not good enough, yeah? Now, I preached a little bit about this in my last sermon, like, uh, your, your purpose and stuff, but um, you start to say you're not good enough, right? Yeah, you're not good enough. <laughs> I'm just teasing, okay? You all are great and wonderful and beautiful people. <laughs> then you try to be like them, right? Yeah. Then you try to dress like them, and then you try to act like them. Yeah, and then that doesn't go very well, does it? Nope. They have the most, like, perfect outfit on, like, and then you're over here like a trash can, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just telling the truth. I mean, that's usually what happens. I mean, unless you're the most perfect person in the world, like Jesus, you look like the other person. <laughs> yeah, maybe, like once or twice. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about myself, okay? Because, okay, I'm going to be transparent. Got it? Okay. So nobody make fun of me. Got it? Okay, okay. Okay, so... Um, I was just like you guys, like you guys once, right? Yeah, you little sixth graders, right? Tiny shot sixth graders. Totally, Nate, totally. And, um, and I was, step forward and we'll be fine. <laughs> and um, I was a little tiny tot sixth grader once and there was this most popular girl in the class. We all know that girl, right? Now this girl was actually kind of nice. I know, I was like, you're popular and you're nice. What, what is this world now? <laughs> I know, I was really confused. But then I was like, well, since she's nice, I kind of want to be like her. So I like started to dress a little bit like her. Like just, just, just a little bit, right? Just like, a, like an ant bit, you know? Like the... Yeah, just, just a little ant. And um, then I started to like kind of like act like her. And then my parents got mad because I, I was kind of bratty then. Yeah, it was like kind of like a brat, like whatever, right? Um, yeah, that, that didn't go so well, right? So I did that for like a year. Never do that, okay? It doesn't go well, and I wasn't happy in life, and it wasn't the best year of the world. Um, things happened that I won't go into, but things happened, and um, I started not being myself anymore, and it was actually kind of sad. I know. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, um, see, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, then it just kind of like went into that, right? And I wanted to be like everybody else, right? And we should be different because we're supposed to be an example, correct? Yeah, supposed to be an example. 
Um, so I'm going to read you a verse from 1 Samuel. Um, it's the, if you want to turn to it, it's 1 Samuel 4, 4 through 5. 4, 1 Samuel 8, 4 through 5. Words. Okay, I'm going to read it from my Bible. So if you guys want to find that, that would be great. If you have a Bible or a phone Bible or the not real Bible on your phone. <laughs> See, it's, it's good to have a physical Bible because then everybody's like, yeah, did you bring your Bible? And then you start pulling your phone out, and guess what? Then you see the Bible on there, right? And then you see your text messages. And then instead of clicking on the Bible app, you click on your text messages, correct? Exactly. See, this is what happens. So there's no text messages button on your Bible, right? Just open it up, and it's right there. Um, okay, so I'm going to start reading it because I'm taking a while. Okay. Finally, all the elders of Israel met at Ramah to discuss this matter with Samuel. So in this time, there was like a, Samuel was like their prophet, okay? Yeah. And so they didn't have a king quite yet. Um, Look, they told him, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king to judge us like all the other nations have. Okay, okay. Now, from my story, tell me how that went. Right? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Abby. Um, No, it didn't go good. They got King Saul. (laughs) Exciting things. So let's just say King Saul like, kind of kind of was the best king in the world, right? Yeah, he did some bad stuff. It, it would take me a while to explain all the stuff he did, but um, then David came along, and that was a good thing, right? Yeah? Okay, make sure you're all with me. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, so the people wanted to be just like everybody else, right? Okay, and then King Saul made them believe in other things, right? So let's use King Saul as the person that I wanted to be like, or you want to be like, right? Okay. And then, so, like, I kind of, like, kept going, and I didn't stop, and then I was exactly like them, and it wasn't fun, right? Okay. So, um, and she wasn't a Christian, so, yeah. Um, so that, that kind of went downward. <laughs> um, so it's like... I didn't start, like, believing that, like, God wasn't real or, like, the Bible is just a hunk of baloney or whatever. But um, I, like, started to be, like, a little bit a little bit more like her. And luckily I stopped before. I was, like, exactly like her. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so um, that's kind of what Israel did. They were, like, oh, no, I'm exactly like them now. Like, they wanted to be like all the other people. And God's plan for Israel was um, to not be like them. They're supposed to be an example of how to treat God, right? That's what God, that's what was God's intended purpose. But the Israelites wouldn't let God do that, right? Okay, got it? See, see there's like this little fairy, right? Okay, so here's your trust in God and like your relationship with him and here comes the fairy and poof, it's gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the fairy is like the devil. It's like poof, goodbye. Basically, that's what happens, right? Um, I went a little bit ahead, but that's okay. Um, So King Saul was only Israel's first king, right? Yeah, we all know that, okay? So, but luckily then David came along, and it was great, okay? And then he, obviously, David did some bad things, but we all do bad things. We all make mistakes, right? Okay, words. Um, so imagine it like you're a boat, okay? You're on a boat, and what do um, people on boats use, like back then, you know? They use these things called compasses. 
Wow. It's not an oldie thing. It's called a compass, and I still use it. This is actually my little brother's. He let me borrow it. So nice of him. Um, so here's, I'm going to try to, like, tilt it and see it. That way you guys can still see it. Okay. I did it. Okay, so a compass is always pointing north, right? Okay. So your compass is going to be like that, okay? This is your compass. I'm trying to explain it because I can't face it upward. Okay, so your compass is like that, and God's compass is like that, okay? Now, your compass isn't like God's compass, right? Yeah, we're all with me, right? Okay. Um, so it may seem like your compass is just like a little bit off of God's compass, but once again, that's not a good thing because remember... You're on a boat, right? Okay, you're sailing to heaven, right? Okay. Um, you're sailing to heaven, okay? This is your path and journey in life, okay? This line is your, like, your plan, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Um, so God has this plan for your life, and he's like, here's the compass that I want you to follow, okay? Then you try decide to turn the compass. Uh-oh, now it's a little bit off, right? Okay. And so when you go just a little bit off, okay, so... Right now, we're just a little bit off. This is the path, right? And then this is, we just go just a tad bit off. Like, the line's here, and the and the boat, well, the boat is here, and this is the path that God wants to take us for in our life, right? Because God wants us to do things, and this is his plan, and now we're kind of veering off of his plan, right? Okay? Now we're going this way. We keep going. We just keep going and going. And see, now the line is over here, and now we're over here. See that? Yeah. That's not good. So um, this is my point. I don't know if I put it in the email that I gave Josh, but this is my point, okay? Um, does your compass look like God's compass? Um, so I want you to think about that, okay? So does your compass look like God's compass, okay? Does your compass match the line that God has for you? And he wants you to go that way, but you want to go this way to follow the world, Right? This is the path of the world, and this is the path of God. Are you going to choose God's path or your path? Um, if we aren't on, if our compass doesn't look like God's compass, we can't do the things that he wants us to do. Because if we're not on his, his plan for us, how are we going to do the things that he has set in line for us? Right? Yeah? Um, and, um, and we can't do the one thing that Jesus told the disciples before he left earth. And this is my second, um, like the verse. That's what I'm trying to say. This is my second verse. So if you could put it up there, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay. I'm sure you all know this verse. I'm sure you've memorized it in um, Sunday school when you were younger. Correct. Yeah. Did memorize this verse? This is such a special verse. Okay. Um, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am, I am with you always and even to the end of the age. So what was the one thing that God asked us to do? Thank you. Yeah, so if we're not on the line, then guess what? We can't go make disciples of all nations, right? We're over here now. And so we can't reach the people that God wants us to reach in our life, right? Now, our path 
all of our paths look different, okay? In your life, you, God may want you to reach one person. In another person's life, you could want to reach 10 people. Well, that doesn't mean that, like, you're more or you're less. You're still reaching people, right? Okay. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm, we're going to play a little game. You like games? Okay. Okay, this is the point, okay? You like video games. Well, this is, this is a game on my paper, okay? Okay, so I'm going to read a quote, okay? I'm going to read a famous, well, it's not really famous. It's a quote from somebody who's famous, okay? I'm going to read the quote, and you guys are going to, I'm going to give you, like, two chances, okay? And you guys are going to try to guess who the quote is from, okay? Okay. The first one is called, is, it says, I'm not the king, Jesus Christ is the king. Can anybody speak into the microphone and guess? Yes, Ella. This is random, but I think it's actually Elvis. You are correct. That was our first guess. Okay, it's Elvis. Yeah, it's Elvis Presley. Yeah. So, like, these, yes, okay. Um, yes. Okay, there's, there's two more, so I have three of these, okay? Okay, the first one, the, the second one is, my great joy and glory that in occupying an exalted position in the nation, I am enabled to preach the practical moralities of the Bible to my fellow countrymen and to hold up Christ as the hope and savior of the world. Coming. Here you go. Is it George Washington? No. Theodore Roosevelt. You are correct. Good job. I didn't think you guys would get these. Like, like, these are, like, famous people. I told you they're famous people, and you guys are guessing them all right, like the first and second guess. Okay, the last one, this last one, okay? Hold on to that fundamental quality of faith. Have faith that on the other side of your pain is something good. I know this one doesn't say God in it, but I thought it said faith in it, so it, like, kind of connected. Okay, does anybody have a guess? Okay, Gabe. <laughs> there you go. Walt Disney. No. Yes. The Rock. Oh, yes, you saw this one. I forgot. Okay. I for yes, you did. I forgot that she saw it earlier because we were talking. Um, so, yes, it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. So, if these people can stay on God's path for their lives, and I'm assuming that most of them aren't Christians, I'm guessing. I'm assuming this, okay? Now, they may be. Who knows? Well, actually, the, the the internet knows, but, you know. Yeah, the internet knows. Um, but um, if these famous people, Elvis Presley, Theodore Roosevelt, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, now that's one from our age, okay? Yeah, but he's still alive. Elvis Presley is dead, and so is Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> Um, so if these people could talk about Jesus and they're like super famous, right? Um, then why can't you? Like they can stay on God's path for their life, but why are you going over there and avoiding the kid at the lunch table who's all alone? Why if somebody's being ganged up on you just like, I'm just gonna scoot over here while you guys are doing that, right? We've all done that. And I admit I've done it too. So we're all in this together. 
Good job. I was waiting. I was like, are they going to sing it or are they not going to sing it? Good job. You know, I almost put a sticker of that on my water bottle. So every time you guys see that my water bottle, then you will be great. Okay. We're here. Um, so I'm going to end with this thing, okay? So it's going to be great. And it's a question, okay? Because like always, I like to end with my questions because then it leaves you thinking and wondering, right? Like, what can I do in my lifetime, you know? So my question I'm going to end it with is, does your compass look like God's compass? So if it doesn't look like God's compass, then fix it to look like God's compass. And how do you fix that? by telling people about Jesus. What? Okay. Answer your question. Okay. I will answer your question after if you have a question. Um, so I said my question, but I'm going to do it one more time, and then I'm going to be done, okay? Does your compass look like God's compass? For the record, I'm pretty sure everyone knows me. Just saying. I love you. Okay, give me like five seconds. Okay, 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 we're good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so as you guys heard, my name's Abby. Um, I'm also Abigail, but I get called Abby because, I don't know, it's less formal, and I don't, I'm not like that, but whatever. Okay, so, um... Could you put up that first picture? It's really funny. Just saying. Okay, who can relate to this? I mean, come on. Come on. There's, there. Okay, okay. Um, there's actually a really funny story behind this because um, I have a sister. She's right here. Lexi Wave. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it's not about her. She actually put it on her Pinterest account about me. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, no, it can actually, it can be kind of true because I think, at least me personally, it's a lot easier to be more attitudey and a little ruder, just a little bit, to your family because you know they're stuck with you for the rest of their life, so it doesn't really matter. I'm kidding. That was a joke. It does matter. Don't think that way, please. Okay, so we're just going to kind of get right into it. If you have a Bible, props to you. Um, it's, we're going to turn to Job 1.1. One, one, uh, yeah, Job 1.1. One, 1.1. One. One, one. Yes, Job. Cool. Um, if not, turn to your phone Bible. I, all, I know you all have one. Um, but there's the verse. Okay. Guys. Thank you. Um, in the land of Uz, there, were, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and had, uh, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all of the people of the East. That's pretty cool. And... We can kind of infer that he was very blessed by the Lord our God because, well, like it says, he was blameless and upright, which is a really good thing. Strive to be like Job. Um, 
And so I wanted to show you that verse just because it's, it shows you really how much he had. And then legit, it's Job 1.13. So it's not even like two chapters into this book. It's like right to it. And it gets really sad. Uh, one day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at their eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabines attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While, the, while he was speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was speaking, yet another messenger came and said that Chaldeans, I don't know, formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept from the desert and struck four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they are dead. I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. That's really horrible. Me personally, if my dog died, not even just both, not even both of them, just one of them, I would not be a nice person. I know, it's happened, it's not pretty. He lost everything. He lost his wife, he lost his kids, he lost his house, he lost everything he owned. And verse 20 says, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head, then fell to the ground in worship. in worship, guys. Like, like what we were just doing a minute ago. I mean, uh, in this past year, um, some stuff has happened and I got into a really dark place. I was, um, I was anxious, I was depressed. I even got a little suicidal, it was, it was horrible. Um, and during this time period, something happened. I was expecting, I was expecting something else to happen and it didn't happen. Sorry if I'm being vague, but it didn't happen and it was a Wednesday night and I was told to come to church and I was like, no. And my mom says to me, just try, please. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to church but I'm not gonna be happy about it. And it was actually, um, what's that thing called? It's like the regional tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was regional tour night. And I get there and I'm so angry. I'm sitting like in the very back row, not even just like these first five rows, in the very back row. Um, and I was so angry. And at like literally the last five minutes of the hour service, I finally got up and I said, okay, God, this is not going to be easy, but I, please help me not be mad at you. And the next day, I should not have been a happy person, but something in my heart changed, and it was actually really amazing. 
Um, so I went to school, and even though this really, really sad thing happened, I still ended up being that smile for the kid who didn't have a friend, being that hug for a kid whose home life is horrible. And not only did it make them feel better, but it made me feel better, and it made me grow in my walk with Christ. Um, so that brings me to my first point. We have to identify ourselves with God everywhere. Because as we keep going in the story of Job, it, um, his three friends come, and he's continuing to talk to them and crying out to them, and he's continuing to completely be very transparent with them about how he's still worshiping God. And it was really cool, actually, to read this book. Um, but that little part in the beginning that we skipped, you know, when we went from 3 to 13, in that uh, little section, it says that, so the devil is like a horrible, horrible thing. I'm not, it's, no, thing. Hate him with all of everything. Anyways, sorry. We've got grudges. Um, anyways, sorry, continuing. I'm getting off track. Um, but, yeah, so... He goes to God, and he's like, hey, God, guess what? You know, your man Job, you were right. He's like the best. And God's like, yeah, I know. I chose him. I blessed him. And devil, the devil's like, yeah, whatever. I want to see if I can make him turn. And God's like, Psh, that's not going to happen. And he's like, okay, but you can let me try. And God's like, fine, just to prove you wrong, I'm going to let you try. Um, but you can't, you can't hurt him, okay? You can't hurt him. The devil's like, cool, I got you. And the only way, like, it's not even that he's trying to make Job turn, because he knows that's never going to happen. But he's just trying to, words, he's trying to make him be mad at God over letting his family die. He's trying to get him to, deny God in a way, saying, like, how could you let this happen? You make me sick. Like, something like that. Horrible, like, yeah. So, and guess what? Not only does he lose everything, but he gets super sick. He gets, like, these super bad blisters all over his body. Like, this guy is, like, super committed. Everyone say, go, Job. That was not everyone. Let's try that again. Everyone say, go, Job. Go, Job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, and that is, honestly, that is just absolutely amazing and wonderful to think about that through this entire horrible, awful time he's going through, he never once denies God. And that takes an immense amount of love and trust. The cool thing about this is after, at, actually, I'll say that for later. Okay, my next verse is 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and that says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That is hard to do. That is hard to do. Honestly, I don't expect you to be able to do that. It's really amazing if you can. Um, but I also don't want you to not, because it helps. It really does. 
Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna veer off a little bit and go to a different story. I love this story. I've told it quite a few times, but I'm gonna tell it again because it's a great story. So who's heard the song, It Is Well With My Soul? It's a classic. Everyone's had had to heard it. Okay, well, if you haven't, it goes like this. Ready? It is well with my soul. Right? It's an awesome song. Good song. You should go home and listen to it. Um, oh, thanks, Ethan. I'm glad that my little, my little. Oh, okay, okay. Just, just making sure. Sure. Okay, okay. Anyways, so this guy, you would think that he's like, woohoo, yay, I love Jesus. It is well with my soul. It's okay. It's at peace. That is not what happened at all. Like, it's really sad. I cried for like 15 minutes when I heard this story. Um, and this guy who's just written this song. So him and his family, we're going to go on vacation. Woohoo! vacation. Everyone say, yay, vacation. Yay, I know, you guys meant that one. I could hear it. Um, yeah, so he got held up at business. Like you probably expected, he got held up at business, but he still sent his, uh, the rest of his family, his wife and his four daughters, on the cruise ship. And while he's at his office, he gets a call that his four daughters and his wife have died because their cruise ship has sunken. Now, he still ends up going on this vacation because, I mean, I mean, I guess why wouldn't you? I don't know. I'd probably sit at home with a bag of ice, with a box of ice cream and a bag of popcorn crying into the popcorn to make it more salty. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what I do on my week. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but so he still goes on the cruise ship and oh, okay, just think about this for a minute. Over the spot where his family died, like died, they're never coming back. I wanted to make sure you knew what death meant, okay? I just wanted to make sure, okay? Because okay. in the Bible, it's, it's not really the same. I mean, this Jesus dude, he comes back to life. It's, okay, so they really aren't coming back, just saying. Making sure you understand. Um, and he writes this song, It is well with my soul. Well meaning okay, and okay, loosely translating to peace. Peace in his soul. I don't know if y'all are tracking with me, but um, no, that wouldn't happen. But he did, and it's amazing to see that. And when you guys watched the youth convention video up here, it was saying, like, why not this generation? Why not now? Well, it starts here. It starts when you don't feel like coming to church, when you don't feel like being that smile, when you don't feel like you can keep walking on this tough journey. It starts here when you say yes. When you say yes. And that's basically my second point. Our position here does not determine our position here. Here does not determine here here determines here. Our circumstances do not determine our relationship with God. You determine our, your relationship with God. If you guys want to rise up to be that generation, it starts now. It doesn't start when you're 20 or 30, when you're like, okay, now that I have a car, now that I have a wife, now that I have kids or, or husband, 
for all y'all girls out there. It doesn't start when you got your life together. It starts right now. Right now. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. first time um but with every head bowed and every eye closed if you are walking through a tough time where you just don't feel like it you just don't feel like doing this whole church thing I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand if you really want to make a change, you can go and talk to Macy or Josh or even one of the student leaders or the other leaders we have here. Because it's up to you, it's not up to us. If we see your hand raised and we go talk to you, that's our decision, not your decision. So I want you to make a change in your heart tonight that if you are dealing with something and you say you want to make a change, that you want to rise up and help be that generation please go talk to someone about it. Even if it's your parents, even if it's the school nurse. Love my school nurse, she's awesome. But this is where it starts. And we're gonna go into a song and I really, really encourage you guys to press in that you're gonna start it now. So, yourself keep walking on that path like Abby talked about let it change tonight